Good morning, everyone. House crew again with another snippet. Going to have me, Mick Firemuth, and Shannon Carpenter, author, talking today on this Dad House snippet about summer. Specifically, when it comes to summer, how to make your summer plans, coordinate them with the wife, where to go, what to do, everything of that nature. But before we do that, remember, Dad House is snippets are an offshoot of the Dad House podcast. Dad House podcast is five totally awesome primary caregiver stay-at-home dads with five lovely unicorn mamas behind them and 16 kids that give us all the content to make our life special so we are going to talk to you whether it be in the snippets or on our full-length episodes which you can find at dadhousepod.com about all things active engaged fatherhood figures we got advice we got stories and um we'll make you laugh no doubt we're on all the socials at, at Dad House Pod, and that's it. That's housekeeping. My house is, is my digital house is clean. My regular house is a mess, but that's okay. Shannon, yo, is it summer yet? No, but this is when you start planning for summer, and it's a pain. Exactly. In the ass. Why do you have to start planning so early? Well, because camps fill up, and vacation dates fill up, and kid activities fill up. And it's tough to coordinate all that, especially if you have more than one kid, man. And it's one of those things that it drives parents crazy, but we all do it. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing is stuff fills up, whether it be your personal calendar or the activities that you're trying to get your kid into. And it is so hard um, sometimes to find the things, whether it be the swimming lesson or the sleepaway camp or the robotics camp or the dance camp, you know, day camps, whatever it is, stuff fills up fast, especially swimming lessons. I think those are the worst. You know, yeah, swimming lessons and all that, it fills up fast. And then you got to coordinate the different activities with different kids and parents. And that is, that is a pain in the butt, dude. Um, you know, you got to think about where you're going to be driving that day, where you're not going to be driving that day. What are you going to do with the kids? Um, what are you not going to do with the kids? If you're working, you got to coordinate between work and, and that it's, it's a hassle, dude. Parents are tired of this, but it, I mean, you want your kids active in the summer, right? In a perfect world, because the last thing you want your kid to do is to wake up in the morning, crawl out of bed, you know, until you. I'm bored before they even get a bowl of Frosted Flakes. I know. And if you're doing the daycare route, you know, you know, your kid is, you know, in daycare and having great and doing field trips and that's good, but you're still going to want to do stuff with them. You still want to send them to camp. Yeah. You need to make, you need, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good to give yourself a break, send the kids away for, we always, back when my kids were littler, cause I mean, we're, we're at 16, 14 and eight now. We always tried to do one, if not two activity based camps every year they were usually with my kids my kids were big into animals and big into the outdoors they they were usually some variation of a nature camp or something through the kansas city zoo um is generally kind of what we usually gravitated towards Uh, but just getting to you know 
getting, don't be, you know, don't feel guilty. I guess what I'm trying to say is don't feel guilty about sending your kids away from a week, even if you are the primary caregiver, because it's good for them and you still need a little bit of, of time you know, for yourself, maybe it's complete time for yourself, or it's, you know, time to focus on some of your other kids, you know, on a more of a one-to-one basis. Yeah, it is, you know, and what you want to do in summer, and I think this is the problem with it, at least for me, is for me, don't overschedule yourself and your kids. We're in this, this mindset, and we all, Mick and I both know parents that go through this, where they schedule 3,000 things during the summer, and I want you to watch out for the stress that causes on you and your life. You know, we tend to forget ourselves as parents, you know, we just devote, 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 but you know, you got to bring down some downtime and bring on that one-on-one time or that family time where it is just you and the kids without something official, like a sport or a vacation or anything like that, you know, just time to be together. Um, and I think that's one of the problems we make as, as families is we overschedule ourselves. Now the flip side of that is if you tell your if you tell yourself okay I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and it doesn't come to fruition because you know maybe you got busy or maybe it just slipped your mind don't beat yourself up over it either one thing that I've I always tell my kids oh yeah we're going to go camping sometime this summer but you know when you don't schedule it you don't put it on the calendar there is frankly a good chance that it may not happen but you know what? There's a lot of life that happens and there's a lot of life that doesn't happen. So don't be- beat yourself up over it either. Yeah. And it's okay to change change those plans that work for you. You know, family life is chaotic. And I, I know we're talking about this from the suburban perspective, but I think it goes through all things, you know. Just roll with it and don't overschedule. Get things that your kids might like. Um, and then giving them, give them the freedom of summer is my, is my advice, the freedom of summer to choose their own way and to be kids, you know? And now if you're rocking with toddlers, that's a little bit different, right, Mick? Yes and no. I mean, yes, you have a few, a little more constraints depending on the age of the toddler, but one thing back when we were heavily involved with, you know, with our dad's groups, one thing that we always were big, at least not all of us, but definitely myself, your kids are going to adapt to you and your schedule. Remember, you're still the grown up. You're still in charge. The kids are pretty resilient. I'm not saying you need to just completely you know, do everything you want to do. But if the kid misses a nap, especially even at, even at those toddlers ages, it's not the end of the world. If you want to go someplace and if you want to do something and you have toddlers, they will probably just love being with you and the adventure. So yeah. don't be afraid to, to do stuff. Don't think that just because you have toddlers, you're stuck only going to story time. Don't get me wrong. Story time is awesome, especially when you go to the downtown Kansas City Public Library and you meet Claire. Who's yeah. on the second floor? She is great, world's best children's librarian ever. But you can also take your kids to a Civil War battlefield, and they will have just as much fun. Yep. Well, let's talk about this then. How do you find those 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 activities and adventures? What do you do? Well, everything I, from camps to schedules to everything, man. It's a, a lot of sometimes the adventures find us, and sometimes and that's what I mean by that is. Um, it's just going to piggyback off of my, my previous point. Anything can be an adventure for a child, anything. 
so you don't necessarily have to don't think that you have to search out kids centric adventures. What is a Civil War battlefield? Giant field. A big, big open field with a bunch of wildflowers and dandelions. What do kids love to do? They love to chase each other around and pick dandelions. Yeah. That's and true. you can read the historical markers and, you know, maybe learn something along the way. Um, so, but, so that is something that take your interests and, you know, it's, 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 it's double dipping. Take your interests and bring the kids along to them. Now, is everything completely a great, a great activity to take your kids to? Maybe not necessarily. We have the best, and I think still to this day, only World War I museum in the nation. It is a fantastic museum. It's down at the Liberty Memorial. It's super well done, and it just doesn't get a lot of the notor of the, the the notoriety that a lot of other museums do. Part of that's because it's World War One, and a lot of people don't know much about it. But that place, even though it's so well done, it's not that interactive for kids. So maybe that's not the best thing to take the kids, you know, to in the summer. You go back in the winter when the kids are in school. But any type of a uh, outdoor activity can be something that you can take the kids to. So, you know, channel your interests. But if you do need to look for something, you know, that is kid-centric, you know, you can do the web searches. A lot of the major metro areas have, um, you know, their little parenting magazines. The one here in Kansas City is called KC Parent. A lot of times they will, ha you know, when they come out about this time of year, they'll have like a summer camp issue where all the places in, in town list their contact information and a brief synopsis of what they're what they're looking for or what they they have to offer so there's lots yeah. of different ways to find things you, you know i would i would start in all honesty i would start with your local parks and rec you know they yep. have yep. usually great activities right from there i would jump to your local library and get on their calendar because they have more than the reading times they have tons of things we've seen puppet shows and everything else um, the next thing I would do is check the county and city websites for tourism information. They usually have a variety of good stuff. Now, after you've done all that, you should get a lot of the kids stuff all taken care of, you know, at least where they're, you know, things are happening and things that maybe you want to do. And then I would go to Roadside America and look at what the weird stuff is around your town. Atlas Obscura is another good one, as well as only in your state. These places give you unique and one-of-a-kind adventures or activities for you and your kids that you may not have known about. And I, I've used those so exclusively a lot uh, over the years that I've found some fantastic stuff, even in my own city. Like, we have a castle here in, in, my, in, a, in Kansas City, a, a goddamn castle in the middle of a neighborhood. And I found that just there, and it was a great visit with the kids, because who doesn't want to do that, right? Um, now, as far as camps and things like that, those you'll find on the city tourist websites or their parks and rec. Um, and also places like if you have a local water park, they usually have camps or rec centers. They usually have camps. Um, and those are really good places to go. The last thing I would mention is don't forget some of those specialty shops in the world that a lot of people have that, you know, pottery shops or different things like that. You can usually find cooking classes or cooking camps. You can find uh, craft camps. I think uh, it's Michael's that does a sewing camp um, every year, I think. I'm not sure about that, but you check it. But don't forget about those places. You'll find a bunch of unique stuff that maybe is more engaging for you and them. So that's my advice, especially with toddlers, man. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, anything else? 
that we need to touch on that you can think of on this, or did we get pretty much hit the highlights? No, I think we hit the highlights. Oh, wait, wait. I got one other thing. I got one other thing. Good. Don't be afraid to take the kids, even if it's by yourself, on like little mini vacations. Maybe go visit your in-laws or do that, you know, overnight camping trip. You can do it. You can handle it. Um, You don't necessarily need, you know, to take your spouse with you. Um, It's not, uh, it's, it's not that hard to fly solo. What you're really looking for here as a parent is a, to make sure they're engaged and have a fun summer that you're engaged and at least have a little bit of a break, but to build those memories that you're going to use 10 years from now, they're going to be priceless to you then about the times you did the silly things. Um, And that should be the focus of the summer more than, you know, trying to do as much as possible. Um, And that's, that's the way I've run my summers for 14 years now. And to hear our kids talk about the things that we've done has been the payback. You know, that's what's been made worth it for me. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up by telling everybody, thank you for listening. Please uh, share and subscribe. If you want a full length episode, uh, go to uh, dadhousepod.com. If you want, we didn't talk about these at all, but we have taken some big ass trips with our kids over the years. Yeah, we have. An episode name, but it's uh, the title is, you know, Dad's Trip Recap, where we talk about our most recent one where we drove to Kentucky and back over four days. So if you have any interest in, uh, in hearing about a, you know, six, 21 dads and kids on the road together and all the shenanigans that can go along there. I invite you to check that episode out. Otherwise, um, take a, take a look at our uh, posts on the socials and we appreciate your time and have a great rest of your week. All right. Good luck, everybody. Bye-bye.